today. I am here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you. I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training. A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined, he's not a man. You guys have upped your game. You know what, guys, I gotta say, I, I love this the concept of man show. Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. In typical, uh, or stereotypical, I guess, men fashion, uh, we did not mention last week that it was our seventh anniversary Woo! to the Catholic Man Show. About seven, we 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 missed the anniversary. Dang it! <laughs> but you that's know, okay. It's all right. It'll, seven years. Seven years. It's like, is like it's not yeah, even a big, it's not a big. It's not a big. Remember when we used number. to like, like throw big celebrations for. Like well, everything we did. Well, it's because we didn't realize we'd actually get that far. Yeah. The reality was we did not expect to go to 100 episodes. Right. The reality was like we were shocked that we got past one year one. And then even more shocked, we got past year two. Yeah. And then we just, like started blaming Jim for year three. Uh, and then Juan became year the skate- three. Year three, th- year three, to be fair, was mostly Jim's fault. That, I mean, to, yeah. And then Juan came into the picture as well and i think he was but the he was there group. before and year he three. Was the, yeah but we didn't like bl- start blaming Juan to till about right. year four yeah, that's true um we could have oh we easily could have we yeah. probably should have it was there for us we, we 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 kept we kept the cards in the back pocket just in case we had we had to deal them out right yeah um we can say that because he's not here today right <laughs> but jim is yeah <laughs> hey jim i'm gonna need a ride home <laughs> That's actually true. That's actually I actually true. do it right now. <laughs> uh, hey. I do not have a car here with speaking me. Speaking of old school Catholic command show, happy birthday to Father Stuart Krevkor. It's his birthday oh, today. Oh, it's also my mom's birthday today. Oh, this is nice. And my goddaughter, my, my niece, Bella. Bella? I feel Bella. It's a great birthday you day. did it, Bella. Yeah. But uh, Father Stuart Krevkor gave us a bottle of Irish whiskey, if you recall. I do. Uh, with a, a like very manly note, right? And this as is well. this is back like when we were, uh, well, I mean, we still are nobody. We were but, like fledgling, but, but we were just like yeah, floundering. Yeah, I mean, we didn't know it. It was through his. It was through his charity. Yeah. Uh, so, happy birthday to him. Happy birthday, Father, and to uh, Mrs. Niles, Mrs. Anna Niles. One of my favorite Anna Niles stories. 
She's my favorite mom. She's your favorite mom? Yeah. My, one of my favorite Anna Niles stories, and I think this sort of like really kind of like encapsulate who Anna Niles is as a mother. Uh-huh. Not as a person, but yeah. just as a mother. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, because she, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with Anna Niles growing yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, what I re- remember is the time that David Niles decided to slam his door shut on her. And I mean, she wasn't like standing in the doorway, was, but but I was storming off and slammed the door after like we were. I was mad or about and something. in typical. Mrs. Niles fashion, very calm, mm-hmm. cool, collected, not, you know, not too high, not too low, just like very even killed. The way she always is. The way she always is. Uh, just deadly. Just went over and went to the hinges of that door and... Took it right off. Popped those hinges off, took for like the a, door off. For like a month, I didn't have a door. And didn't have a door for his, uh, in his uh So it'd be like changing room. clothes, like, kind of like... Away from the door. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Up listen, against the wall. A door is a privilege, and if you abuse yeah. that privilege... Oh, and this... Actually, this is my door. Right. This door on your room... Is my door. It's actually my door. And so you slammed my door in a disrespectful way, and thus... Yeah. You don't get a door. Right, because I can actually do door, anything I want a door with my a, door. A door is a privilege. Oh, did you buy this door? Right. I don't... I seem to remember buying this door Speaking myself. Speaking of buying doors... Uh, I, <laughs> which you didn't think there's no way he has a way to get to to the next story yeah well but i do i never doubted you uh i had to put on a new front door and a new back door and how come you had to do that adam well the back door needed it desperately mm-hmm. uh just for structural reasons yeah. mostly the answer is because your wife decided the front door is definitely because my, my wife decided. and that's really the that's that's the, the only reason that's really. the reason yeah it's the best reason, also. It, it's the the reason that I enjoy the most uh, when having to do something. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so, speaking of which, we, we last week we talked about honoring the heart of the home, uh-huh. our wives. And you can't honor it if you don't have a good door. That's right. To slam if needed. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so today we're we're uh, drinking E.H. Taylor Jr. Small Batch. It is a bourbon in which we are revisiting it. Um, I was going to say, we've had this one before, but it's it's been a while. It's been a while. It's not very easy to get here in uh, Oklahoma. Sadly. it's So when mm. the, wiki, the the liquor stores call me and say, hey, we have a bottle, I typically pick one up. Yeah. Um, and so uh, for those who don't know, it is a, a bottled in bond. It is 50% ABV, uh, straight Kentucky bourbon whiskey, uh, same a distillery as um like they've all kind of combined now but you know the buffalo traces right. the blands the eagle rares eh taylors it's all buffalo trace who who is the who is the main one like who is it that's been buying is it buffalo trace buying everybody else like what's the parent corporation you know i'll bet i I'll bet I, th- I did know this at one time I, I also wonder if they've probably created a parent corporation simply to own them you know but who knows? But E.H. Uh, Taylor is one of the uh, oldest bourbon uh, distilleries in, in the U.S. I remember really liking this when we had it. Yeah. So it, this is like considered like a true sipping bourbon. So we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Cheers, Jim. 
Mm. Apricot, honey. Yeah, toffee. A little toffee, yeah. Way to go, man. Dude, Thank your you. nose is like coming. It's really, it's really maturing. maturing. Oh. Yep. That is very, very good. That is delicious. Yummy scale. Uh, this is very good. Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Four and a half on the yummy, half yummy scale. Four, four and a half yummies. So. How much, what was the price? How much does this cost? Hmm. Uh, probably like 50. Roughly. That's not bad. Yeah. Whoa. That raises up 4.6. Oh. Uh, I did not realize, but... It, the but the it yummy scale, apparently, <laughs> apparently has a very... Can has slide. Right. We, we thought it was an objective scale. It's not, <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> if this were a $10 bottle of whiskey... It, I know five is the theoretical maximum. But it would be broken. We could have reached a 5.1 if, right. if this were... You know, hypothetically, hypothetically, a ten dollar whiskey, right? So there's a uh, a small community, Catholic community in the diocese of Tulsa, just about fifteen miles south of the Oklahoma Texas or Oklahoma Kansas border, in Miami, Oklahoma. Now you hear me say Miami. It is spelled just like Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. It is pronounced Miami, right? Because that's how you say it here in Oklahoma. Sort of like it's not Worcester. Right. It's Wista. Wista. Right. Wista, Massachusetts. That's correct. There's a small uh, community out there that are uh, Chukies. Chukies or Chuckies? Chuckies, Chukies. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Uh, They're a micro... Micronesian. Micronesian community. Uh, I had never... Pacific Islander. I had never heard of that. Until you told me about it the other day. Yeah, so I went out there to take uh, pictures. We're writing a, an article, an EOC article. Eastern Oklahoma Catholic Magazine is the diocesan magazine, which I'm the editor of. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, write we write stories for them. And so uh, we were going to do a story and, and, and take pictures because there's this whole community of 50 people, 50 to 60 people, uh, you know, that all is drive it, there. Is it like a few families who make up? Yeah, a, a lot of them are are related. They're very heavy family oriented. In fact, they yeah. had about uh, 30 that just recently moved to Nebraska because they found new jobs. So they lost a, a huge they portion. lost a huge wow. portion. But it was because uh, part of the family said, hey, we're leaving to go uh, start these new jobs. And the other half of the family said, well, they're leaving, so we have to leave too. It was kind of like, we're just family, and so where they go, we go. Wow. Which I think is incredible. Yeah. Uh, very anti, like kind of American. Anti-modern, yeah. Like, uh, well, the, yeah, the kind of against modern sensibilities. Right. So I'm, I'm, we're, we're driving out there. It's about an hour and a half drive. On Sunday, we're going to go to, to Mass. The priest there, Father Samuel Perez, learned how to speak their language uh, in say the mass in their language uh-huh. he didn't speak it but they, he learned to say the mass in their language so that they could you know enjoy like like come into fulfill like yeah build prayer life appreciate the mass better as i was leaving as we were leaving as a family i i told him we were going and my youngest leo thought i said chuck e cheese we were going to chuck e cheese he's he probably pretty disappointed when you he got was to mass. incredibly <laughs> disappointed <laughs> When he realized there are no This games. is a church. <laughs> I don't have pizza here. 
This episode of The Catholic Man Show is brought to you by one of the only emails that Dave consistently opens and reads. And I know this because I send him a lot of emails. I even have the read receipts on. He knows I have them on. All he has to do is open my emails, and I think that he reads them. He still doesn't do that. But he and I both uh, are subscribers and have been for many years to Catholic Votes The Loop. It's a free daily news feed from Catholic media sources. It's all in one email. You get important headlines from trusted sources, best of blogs, your saint of the day, daily scripture readings, all in one. So go to getthelope.com, getthelope.com. Now make sure that you, you click on the Catholic Mantra sent you because we're competing against our fellow friends from Ascension Press, Conversations with Jackie and Bobby Angel. They're awesome. I love uh, their podcast. I love what they're doing with Ascension Press, but I still want to beat them. I still <laughs> so go over to getthelope.com. Make sure you 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 show them that the Catholic Man Show sent you, so they continue sponsoring us. Uh, you help out, and then you also get to stay up to date with what's going on in the Catholic world. Getthelope.com. That is the place to get trusted Catholic news sources. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. Whoa! <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> the chair dropped on me, dude. I thought you were falling. I I did not fall. I did drop. You went, I think my foot hit the lever. Okay. We have Jimbo Baggins in the house with Ooh. us. Okay. So that was a hilarious story you told about about Leo. Yes. I hope he recovered. Uh, he's still, he's still, we, our family this week, we went to, um, uh, Branson, Branson. Thank you. I never, as be- typical white right. mid 30 year old Midwesterners fam- do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had never been to Branson. I've been, but I was like one year old. I don't, doesn't when you're, when your parents were your age and right. they were the typical white right. mid 30 Midwesterners. Midwesterners. Yeah. They went to Branson. Went, right. Uh, incredible town. Uh, Did so you like, go to the Case Knife place? I wanted to. Uh, we, the, oh, I was. Bro, we were hoping to be able to, to tell you. To I, go. It was on. It was on my list. We didn't get to go. Oh, I meant to tell you. you should we go. went to a dinosaur museum this morning. Yeah, was, that was a mistake. Was, well, it was cool. I mean, the the kids, the girls liked the dinosaur museum. I mean, uh, the, I, the dinosaur museum is cool. It but was the cool. Case Knife. I know. I wanted. To, it was. It was on the on the. Yeah. Just you know. This is something that I'm having to. About vacations, like I'm having to learn and let go of. Okay. Okay. Um, so when we go to Michigan, I've been going up to Michigan my whole life. And the, our, we have a cabin up there in Michigan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so the, for this me- This is where you take your two-month vacation during the summer. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, if it's going to be short. Right. I mean, we prefer a, f- a full four months to really you know let it soak in. But, right. Um, there's a lot of traditions. My family is very tradition heavy. Okay. So like we'll eat at the same places, mm-hmm. do the same things. Like there's a, a it's, you know, the, the, all the tradition. It's good. So now that I have kids, I'm having to like really transition out of what is the vacation about? Mm. You know, like it's not about me getting to enjoy these lifelong traditions that I have about, oh, I'm going to swim across the lake and back. Or, you know, oh, I want to make sure to get to, you know, hike up to top of Mount Pisgah. Or, you know, like all of these things mm-hmm. um, that are good and, you know, great things. Just because, like, if I do that, 
like obviously the kids can't swim across the lake with me. They uh, they would not be able to make it to the top <laughs> of the mountain. Like we would eventually get there, I think. Uh, like Davy, he's not gonna make it. All right, he's too heavy. All right, but so it's like having to. I'm having to transition and just accept that hmm. that hey, when we go on vacation, it's for them, you know, and not for me. And I'll still have I'll have more fun and just like learning to have fun watching them have fun, mm. which I've which I've always done anyway. Mm-hmm. But you know, hey, we've got time. How are we going to spend it? So your kids are a little bit behind m- mine in age, right? Uh-huh. And so uh, I actually, it's funny you bring this up because I actually had this same uh, revelation uh, regarding vacations, I think last year. Uh-huh. And I realized the importance actually of leisure in vacations because I used to work, 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 you know, and like build up all this anxiety or what, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then like lean into a vacation to just do nothing almost uh-huh. and to unwind. And then I realized that that one is just not a healthy way of living. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that vacation is when you go as a family is not actually meant for you to just do nothing. It's not a day off. It's not a day off. And so I realized actually that uh, vacationing in a well-ordered way of life with a, a leisurely life, you don't use vacation to unwind, but you use the vacation to be able to spend time with the family and you don't need it. Mm, to, to liege. To liege. Yeah. To, in and of itself. Trademark. Right. In, in and of itself. Like, uh-huh. um, and so the purpose of us going is just to go do things together. Right. To spend time together. Right. Uh, not so that I can uh, rejuvenate myself, which is not true leisure in and of, like, also, like, you don't not do anything to rejuvenate yourself to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. Which is what I used to use vacation for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I had this realization that, no. And if, if you do it the right way and you spend the time with your kids, even though it's kind of work, you right. know, like you're but tired, it's still, you still get that rejuvenation right. that you want. Right. In fact, you probably get it more. You get it, you, get, you absolutely get it more. Right. If you just sit there and watch football game or something, you're still going to be tired when the football game is over. Right. But if you go out and you like have some great quality time, when you come back, you feel satisfied. So this is, I think, like, if anytime we can talk about leisure, I, I, sure. I, I, I try to take that opportunity. Totally. But I think that this is such uh, an important aspect of the family life of understanding the importance of a vacation and what the vacation truly is, which is spending time with your family and making memories. Yeah. Right? Not so that dad can go off and just do his own thing so that way he can unwind. Right. To get and then your kids work. hate vacationing because right, they sit around. They can't do stuff without a parent. Right. Because they're too young. We so, want to do something. Dad so I realized that yeah. last, I think last year where uh, vacationing isn't, isn't for me. Yeah. When we go other places, it's not so not so difficult because I don't have habits and traditions. But you know, when we go to the right. cabin, it's like, well, I don't know. I've always done all of these things, and that's what I look forward to. And right, um, but there's other great things, you know. But yeah. this year, uh, Branson was awesome. Like, so the buildings, yeah, uh, like so many cool architecture things. But also, it's a super Christian place. Uh, like all, all the a lot of the shows just have like. Christian elements to them, um, you know. It's like clearly 
they know their niche, mm-hmm. you know, and it's to families, to Christian families. Mm-hmm. So like, come spend your money here because we'll cater to your moral, you know, like we'll cater to the things that you want, right? which is great. Uh, it's, it's a niche I support, you know, marketing to. Right. Um, but one thing that was really fun was that my oldest Elizabeth was about a millimeter tall enough to ride all of the rides. Ah. So uh, like first roller coaster, she had no idea what, she was what was into. about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we went on this roller coaster called Wildfire, and like basically the first thing that happens is just a free fall pl- <laughs> like, plunge, free fall plunge straight into an up like upside down you know loop. I think we went upside down like four times. You know, I look over and she's just like, you know, like <laughs> just gritting, and you know we get off, and I was like, what did you think? She was like. Ah, uh, it's like, did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> so then, like the whole. Do you want to do it again? No. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> but then the rest of the day it was like made sure to really reinforce. Like that was so awesome. Like you did so great. And we, we she rode a lot of other rides, you know. But it was just, it was really funny that um, when you're going click, 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 yeah. all the way up. Like were you like talking and, her up and like yeah, getting what, ready? Are you ready? This is gonna be so great. Yeah, it was like. Positive, positive, right. a lot of positive things. Right. We're laying positive on the positivity. Yeah. yeah. But you could see it in her eyes. And I remember I remember the feeling like you feel like, we're actually really high up here, guys. Is this safe? We're gonna fall over. Why is dad like like being incredibly positive all right. of a sudden? Dad, you're being weird. It's freaking yeah. me out. I'm not being weird. Yeah. I'm having a great time. Are you having a great time? What do you think? Is this yeah. great? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, but it was a really great time. The cra- one of the craziest things was on the way there. I'm like, we're, I'm driving, and I tell Pamela, like, Pamela, we need gas. Like, we are about to run out of gas. <laughs> and so it's like, and I told her, do not let me pass the next exit because I will do that. Like, I will totally space on the fact that we need gas, you know, and just blow right by. And the next one's not for 20 miles. It's like, can we make it 20 miles? I don't know. Um, and so I was like, Pamela, do not let me drive past the next exit. And so we got off and it's like, oh, there's a Phillips 66. We have a Phillips 66 card, gift card. Let's go there. We pull in. Phillips 66 is a gas station. Gas station. People, for those. People know. That's well, nationwide, for, isn't it? I don't think so. Not on. Really? No. Okay. It's a gas station. Yeah. Uh, so we pull in. And then I hear the kids say, hey, look, it's the Minahans. <laughs> and sure enough, there's Adam and Haley and Leo right after their Chuck E. Cheese visit. <laughs> and we had no idea they were in Miami. And we Mi- shouldn't. Miami. Miami. Sorry. I am so sorry. Yeah. I know better. Yes. We had no idea that they were in Miami. And we weren't supposed to be in Miami. And we just happened to run into each other at the gas station. It was crazy. It was funny because I was in the car. Like we were, Haley and I were both in the car. I had just gone in to get snacks because we we went out there at 1.30 And there was mass. no pizza after mass. Right, there's no which pizza. Which is a big letdown. <laughs> right. So or games. Like, or games. No Z- clown games. Nothing. 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 Uh, no ski ball. Nothing. Right. And so I, I, I got some snacks and I'm like getting into the bag of snacks for the kids. And I'm, so I'm like looking down and I hand off the chips and everything and I and I look back up and I put it into into drive and I look up and all of a sudden like you parked right in front yeah. of me <laughs> like, like, like yeah blocked you totally blocked you off yeah and I, at first I was like 
oh no, what is going on? I was yeah. like, I, my first thought was, I'm not caring. <laughs> uh, that was my first thought. It like as little. It's about to go down. Yeah, because like who else? Would I will like, ram you, sir. Yeah, like who, why? Why are you? Why are you doing this? And then I realized it was you very quickly. But it was just crazy. Yeah, that was because my, again, Miami, an hour and a half away from home. Mm-hmm. So it's a small and place. We, and we, and it we, is yeah, not a big place. Yeah, it's not. It is not a small. Yeah, not not a place that like you would go to meet people. Sacred Heart there, though, the parish. Yes. Incredible, Incredible. Um, reliquaries. Yes, they have... Uh, it like, is, it's like this small town church with, I don't know, 50, maybe 25? I, I, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think that many, but but they have like... It's a bunch yeah, of serious big-time saints. Of, of the, the cross, Perez of Lisieux. Uh, they have the apostles? Uh, no, they have, Well, I don't know. Uh, they have Vincent de Paul... I mean, they have all these, like, they have a crazy amount yeah. of, of relics. You go in there and it's like, it just blows you away. What are we talking about tonight? Observance. The virtue of. The sub-virtue of the sub-virtue. It's a sub-sub-sub-virtue. If you've ever done Excess 90 before, you know how Easter can easily go from feasting to binging in no time. Even if you've had a really great Lent, regardless of if you did Exodus 90 or not, there's a temptation to slide back into these old ways, these old habits, and even maybe worse, uh, becoming less disciplined than when you were when you started Lent. This year, the team of Exodus 90 has built out a 50-day journey through East, through the Easter season. Yes, Easter is 50 days long, not just one Sunday in April. And during these 50 days, it's an invitation into understanding true Christian feasting. The fact of the matter is, we need structure, even in feasting. So they've put together a plan of life to help keep some guardrails from temptations of going too far and binging for over the next couple months. You can join them now by going to startmyexodus.com and jump into today's readings and reflections on the Acts of the Apostles. Go to startmyexodus.com. So, the thing is, I kind of forgot we were going to record tonight. Just to be It's not our usual day. It's not our usual day. Just to be transparent with, with you, the listener. Is transparency a virtue? Whom I love in all Christian charity. Mm-hmm. I was about to go to bed. And then Jimbo Baggins over here texts me and says, I'm running late. I'm like, what is he running? Well, I hope you make it, Jim. Yeah, I'm going to bed. Yeah, <laughs> I'll pray for you. And then I realized, oh, he's coming over to my house. I had not heard from you because uh, you were in Branson. Yeah, and you thought you sent over the email of what we're going to talk about. This I evening. thought I did. I did not. I failed to click the button. Apparently, you did not do that. It was still just sitting there. So then I had to like kind of wake up because I was I was in the midst of going to bed, and I asked, "Hey, what are we talking about this evening?" And you're like, I already sent it to you. No, you didn't. I didn't. You did not send it to me. So then you sent it to me just a few minutes ago before we started. I have not had a chance to read it all. Or really almost any of it. <laughs> Except for the little bit that you, you you read like out loud, like the first part. We're going to talk about observance tonight, mm-hmm. which we realized. So there's you know the four cardinal virtues. The second cardinal virtue is justice. One of the sub-virtues of justice is religion. One of the sub-virtues... Of the sub virtue of 
one of the sub virtues of the sub virtue of religion is piety. Mm-hmm. A sub virtue of the sub virtue of the sub virtue of justice of, of religion of piety, piety is observance. Correct. Which is what we will be talking about tonight. We're really we're <laughs> what you're calling. It. This is the uh, Look, se- listen. This is a seventh year of the Catholic Mansion. This topic. is not a deep track. Yeah. I, I don't know. know what a deep track is. So this is what you do on a seventh year of a show and not like the first year of a show. Right. Now, when you told me that we were doing observance, I was like, okay, I was trying to think what, like, what is it? You know, before I even read anything. So let me give you some hot takes or like some, okay. some, some initial thoughts, not hot takes, but initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. Uh, initial guesses. An initial guesses. And then we'll, we'll parse out to try to figure out, am I even close? Okay. So observance in and of itself seems to be an action, right? So, Correct. So uh, it, it seems like that you've already reasoned yourself to understand that this, the act in which you are about to partake in is a good act, like is a moral act. It's a just one. It's a just one, right? And so you say, okay. So we know we're rendering some, what's something due to, to someone. Th- to someone. And then it's like, okay, well, then, then religion is rendering due to what uh god to what is due to him Mm -hmm. and then piety is is you know rendering that which uh it like to your parents to uh those that are higher authority than you um like yeah uh, but to your parents specifically to the parents it's piety is for your parents and we get kind of apply it in different ways but it's really for your parents. parents yeah and then so observance seems to be the action in which you exercise the virtue of piety. Uh, you're close. So observance is a special virtue. Um, so are all virtues special? No. I feel like they are. Um, although it does seem like any time Aquinas asks the question, "Is fill in the blank a special virtue?" the answer is always yes. <laughs> it seems like. He never says... Are you begging the question? It seems like you're begging the question. It does seem like he's begging the question. Um, so observance would be not about where piety is specifically about your parents. Observance um, would be about people in honor. So of all of different honor. So that would be so like you, you, government you, officials, uh, right. so bosses. Your parents would be a certain a person, like a someone who has a position of honor. Rel- Spir- like spiritual with, authority With over regard you. to you. Um, so, but observance is other people who aren't your parents who have like a position of honor within you. So here's, let me just, let me just quote you a quote okay. from the Summa okay. about observance. Uh, he says, therefore, just as in a manner beneath religion, whereby worship is given to God, we find piety, whereby we worship our parents. So under piety, we find observance whereby worship and honor are paid to persons in positions of dignity. So, um, you know, who are these people? These are government officials. Okay. Uh, these are... Spiritual authorities. Um, spiritual authorities, I, th- I would say so. Um, also, like your boss would be, you know, a, a person who has like a, an office above you. So the difference between uh, observance and obedience is what? Well, so uh, observance is more like the honor, honor that's due to them, as opposed to just the strict obedience. 
Ooh, okay, so obedience would be the act, like uh, fulfilling the action in and of itself. Honor would be the understanding. Well, of- no, I, I would still say obs- that the observance is still an action, but um, there are two separate actions, okay? So your boss might say to do something. Okay. Um, and you might do it begrudgingly mm-hmm. and not fail to honor them. Or you might do it in a way, you know, like, oh, if you're there in a, a if you're like in a, Working group or something, you got you know. Are you going to both of which? How are you going to affect the morale of your little group? Both of which you fulfilled uh, the the task. You might have had strict obedience, right? You you know, you might have met the requirement for obedience, but did you meet the require for honoring, which is a different, a different thing? Observing, yeah. If you fail to obey, you have failed to honor. That is, if you if you if you do not do what you are supposed to do, then you can't say, oh, I'm honoring you, but I'm not obeying you. Okay. That's the way it seems to me. Anyway. Okay. So can observance be applied to out to things outside of people? Hmm. That is a good question. My initial response, I do not know, but my initial response is no, is what I'm going to say. Really? Well, I, wait, let me take that back because piety is often applied to the nation. Mm-hmm. So I guess observance um, could be... Because like, you observe days of fasting. You observe mm-hmm. Friday abstainings, abstaining from meat. Right, and do you do it uh, honoring those things? Right, or do you just do it out of obedience? Yeah, that's a really good question, I think. Um, I, honestly, I had not considered that. And I'm going re- to retract my initial okay. no... And I'm going to say, maybe. <laughs> really going out on a limb. Yeah. Really well, hedging your bets, huh? I don't, I actually don't want to say one way or the other. Because, I don't know, I'd have to think about that. What, it, like, what do you I think? Mean, what do you think? Well, again, this is not my topic. Right. So, I, and I. But you asked I, a good question. I learned about this uh, uh, 10 minutes, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. But it seems just from uh, our gram, the grammar aspect, uh, it, it would be true because we we use the the, the word observing feast days, observing fast days. Uh-huh. Uh, we observe uh, the Fourth of July. Uh, the, mm-hmm. You know, we we observe different liturgical seasons, mm-hmm. uh, and the word observe is used yeah. possibly even in the like uh, dial the church's dialect or, or whatever you want to call it, like the the observance of holy saturday or, or, or holy Friday, good friday you know so it seems like that would be the case now again yeah so observe comes from the latin word observavaris uh you made that up no it's in the de profundis and uh whether i i don't know what the root word is but in uh the the psalm the de profundis mm-hmm the word observavaris is in there and it means to see um, or to look. So I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. So I don't know that just because we use the, the word observing the, these feast right. days, that it, it I don't necessarily to, think that, that it's, nece- it's referring to this But it seems this fitting, right? So it, because, does, it does say that, okay, if we can say observe. Because out of justice, we are, we are, you know, and out of the sub-virtue of religion, which is out of the sub-virtue of piety, uh, we are like uh, out of justice. 
you know, we're doing what, what is due to them out of the religion. We're, we're giving God what is due to him out of the piety. We're, we're observing what our, our parents or mm-hmm. what our, our you know, spiritual fathers have told us. Thus, you know, to, to do on certain days. Thus, it seems like that in this context, that would be still the cubed sub virtue obedience. Yeah, I think that that's a good argument to make. Um, I think that the the virtue per se is about people, just like piety per se is about parents. And we still use the use the virtue of piety. Um, things that play a parental like role in our lives, like the nation providing for us, right? The polis, uh, right? The polis. Those those things we still have a piety we see how piety fits in to those things in our life okay um i think we could say okay are there other things that would that would hold like that dignity um or a place of honor with regard to us things that we should be honoring um then maybe there is an observance to them I, and i think that I, I don't see why that doesn't work right so if it's something that should be honored um but it's not quite to the level of piety, then I think honoring what deserves to be honored, rendering to it it's it's what is due to it. You know, I think in this narrow, because, you know, once again, we're pretty far down. We're talking about something pretty specific at this mm-hmm. point. I don't see why that wouldn't be observance. Now, now, so on the other side of the break, I want to talk to you about, so it seems like that when people say, like, oh, what does it matter if we eat meat on Fridays or not? Or what if we? What does it matter if we don't do something? You know, give up yeah. something on Fridays. Canon it's, law. It's, it's not that big of a Honoring deal. Honoring canon law could be a, that could be a good example of observance. Yeah, but does that multiply and build up to other sins? Good question. For over 35 years, Select International Tours has been planning pilgrimages all across the world, and they've been doing that for a reason. Yeah, if you guys have listened to our show, then you know that we just got back from Ireland. Uh, we used Select International Tours to book our pilgrimage to Ireland. Everything went just great. It went exactly how we planned it. Right. right? In fact, one of the pilgrims uh, said that it was his the best pilgrimage he's ever been on. Right. I mean, so the thing is, they know what they're doing. If, if you want to go on a nice pilgrimage uh, that's really, you know, oriented around experiencing the Catholic faith, um, in some of the most historic, most important sites all over the world for the history of our faith, go to selectinternationaltours.com. They have pilgrimages going everywhere in the world all the time just because you know they, they do it so well, everybody wants to use them. That's right. And if you go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow, you'll be one of the first ones to know when we're planning our next pilgrimage, which spring or summer 2024. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. We want to thank Select International Tours for being a sponsor of our show, The Catholic Man Show. Welcome back to The Catholic Man Show. We're talking about observance. It's a triple sub-virtue of justice. Virtue cube. And so, Adam, we were talking on the in the last segment about whether or not the virtue of observance can be applied to things other than people. And we said maybe. Um, and I felt like I made a pretty compelling argument. I, I, I thought you did too. Um, 
Although then I was reading again here what... Turns out Aquinas has it. Aquinas has He says just no. So, well, he doesn't just say no, but um, this is... He's asking the question whether observance is greater is a greater virtue than piety. And that's not really your question, but the things he says right here, I think, get to what you're saying. He says, something may be paid to persons in positions of dignity in two ways. First, in relation to the common good, as when one serves them in the administration of the affairs of state, this no longer belongs to observance, but to piety, which pays worship not only to one's father, but also to one's fatherland. Second, secondly, that which is paid to persons in positions of dignity refers specially to their personal usefulness or renown, and this belongs properly to observance as distinct from piety. So, to me, this kind of says, if it's not specifically the second thing, um, whether, you know, based on someone's renown or their position of dignity, that it's not, it's going to probably, speaking it's going to fall more under piety than observance. Um, and he basically spends the rest of this article talking about what is not observance, what is piety. And of, the answer, of course, is that observance is not greater than piety because mm-hmm. it's the sub-virtue of piety. Mm-hmm. And so it can't, be, it can't be greater than piety. I mean, this is one of those questions you know right away. Is, you know, is observance greater than piety? Well, you know it's not because he's already told you that it's a sub-virtue of piety. Right. Um, now, so on the other side, like, before the break, I had asked you a question about, like, okay, let's say hypothetically, like, what does it really matter if we don't observe, you know, abstaining on, on, on mm-hmm. Good Friday, uh, or, or, or on Friday, abstaining from meat from, from Friday, or giving up some some sacrifice during Friday? Like, what does that really matter? Why is that considered a sin? Mm-hmm. Like, what does it really matter? Now, I think, based off of what you just said, maybe observance isn't necessarily for a specific thing, but but but, but I think it's more person. for people, yeah. But I think I can apply that. Uh, same principle, uh, you know, the same question can be applied in this context as well, right? Um, okay, so, like, I ask for advice from a, a, a priest, and he gives me advice, ah, I don't really like that advice, or, you know... And maybe you don't, <laughs> you know... You cannot like uh, advice that priests give you, I mean... Right, but... You can't, you shouldn't, disre- you shouldn't be disrespectful, though. Right, um, so, like, what, like... Well, let's talk about your first example about, okay. you know, eating meat on Friday, because I, I think that does apply. So, because observance is a sub-virtue of piety, everything about observance observance will be found inside of piety as well, mm-hmm. okay? So, there's nothing that falls that you can say, oh, the virtue of observance is this, and piety doesn't have that. No. Because observance is a sub-virtue of piety, everything that is observance is also found inside of piety, right? Just like it all goes back to justice, you know, rendering into another what is due to them. So with regard to canon law, um, which is the eating meat on Friday question, um, the mother, church is our mother, a parent, right? Um, And so we're to... Like obvious or you mean a parent, like a... Well, like, (laughs) yeah, how do you know? How do you know if a joke is a dad joke? Because the punchline is a parent. That's right. Um, No, she's our mother and like a, a parental... And so we we have we owe piety to the church and and all of her laws. I mean, it's also it's just justice, but you could say it's oh a sub virtue as piety. So failing to do like if your mother told you don't eat this today, and she's your mom, you have to do it right. I mean, if you're if you're a child, age, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and so, and if you were to break that, well, that'd be wrong. That would be, that would be wrong of you to do. So then the church says, don't eat meat on Friday. Or make a small sacrifice. Now, right. But I'm just saying first, if the church says don't eat meat on Friday, which some, de- some Fridays, she straight up says that, Fridays of Lent. Mm-hmm. If you do that, it's grave, it's grave matter. Um, now, of course, the church did, um, you know, decades ago say, instead of every Friday having a strict abstinence from meat, you may choose to substitute that with an equal, like a penance of some equal value, if you want to call it that. I don't know exactly the terms that they use. And I think most of the time people don't do that. No, yeah, exactly. Not a lawyer. Right. What do you think? I'm an idiot. Go listen to the like the pillar or something. If you want to go like <laughs> listen to like Canon. Yeah. Canon lawyer. Or just I mean you can Google it and read it. I mean I like the pillar. That was not a slight on them. There's gonna be somebody who's like tag them and be like, What do you don't you don't like the pillar? I like the pillar. Yeah. Um we need people like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we can we can go we can look up what they say about yes. stuff. Yeah. So I do think that that is a violation of piety. It's in impiety mm-hmm. to um, and you know, like let's be let's be honest. Most pe- most of the I time, like to be honest. almost a hundred percent of the time, when people are not eating, when people are eating meat on Friday, they're just simply unaware that the church actually still or for, asks or them, right? Or forgot, yeah. And that's a, that's you know, there's no sin there if you just didn't know or you just don't if, if you forget to eat. I mean, it's like, oops, I had bacon for breakfast. The culpability is very very low, right? Yeah, yeah, or none at all. If you don't know, you're not culpable, correct, for, for anything. But yeah, so the church still asks us to abstain every every Friday from meat. Now you can, it says, as an option, choose something else to do instead. It needs to be something of like if you're in, in the U.S. because it's a U.S. This is a this is a U.S. thing, right? And yeah. if you're under the age of, I don't remember what the age is. It's uh, I think sixty five or something, which is like, and all the sixty five year olds I know, it's like sixty. Is it 60? It's like, maybe it's younger than that. Whatever it is, Google it. Just look it up. There's an age. If you're older than that, if you're someone really old like Jim, you actually don't have to abstain anymore at all, which I think is, I think is a little bogus, but. Gotta be careful. You start dating those daughters of gluttony again. (laughs) Like what's going to happen to Jim if he, if he doesn't eat meat on Friday, he's not going to waste away, you know, he'll be just fine. He's not frail. Okay, so what does it say? Whether it belong like whether it belongs to observance to pay worship and honor to those who are in positions of dignity. Yeah, and I, let's. I think we need to clarify because he keeps talking about worshiping your parents, worshiping. You know, when he says that, when we use the word worship, we're thinking about offering sacrifice. You know, uh, I, hope, I hope that's what you think. Giving the kind of thing that the kind of um, worship that we give only to God. But the word worship used to just mean honoring, right? Um, your worship was a title for royalty. So it didn't always mean, when Aquinas uses the word worship, he doesn't usually mean the kind of worship that's only for God. Because obviously we don't worship our parents. We don't worship people who are in you know, places of dignity or honor. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about with, with this is... Um, I'm in a like a novena group. We have this um, statue of Saint Joseph. It's a little shrine that goes from family to family, you know. And so, whenever you get it, you do you say the novena with the statue, and then it goes to the next people. And we have this old novena of Saint Joseph that I just really like. It's got that like old school punch to it, you know, like mm. Saint Joseph. I I take up these 
this uh, novena today because of my, and I like, help me to meditate on your virtues because of my many sins, it will cause me great distress. You know, like, got that kind of stuff, you know, like, because I'm such a sinner, your, your virtues are going to be hard for me to, like, wrap my head around. Um, but one of the things, uh, so each day it's like St. Joseph model of uh, chastity, St. Joseph model of obedience is one of them. And the, like, the little prayer in there is always kind of like, I don't know, it kind of makes me... Uneasy? It, yeah, it makes me uneasy a little bit, because he says, talks about, you know, oh, Joseph, help me to obey God and those who replace him, um, like, basically without reasoning. I forget the exact the exact line, but that's the part that's always, you know, because uh, who, who are those who replace him? Well, anybody in position of authority, right? So that could even be your boss. So I'm not saying God, that your boss is God, okay? Don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but your boss is placed in a position of authority. And so in a, in a small way, a very small way, he is replacing God in like your work life. Okay. Um, you owe obedience to your boss as long as your boss is giving you morally, you know, telling you, giving you moral things to do. Right. Um, I think, I, I don't think I need to explain that. I think everybody gets that. Um, and so in, in many ways, to, like he's replacing God, the government, you know, we have to follow the laws, you know, so your parents are, all of these people in authority, or your parents are replacing God in some way. So all of these people kind of stand in position because they have authority over you to compel you to do things, right? Um, but still, it kind of bothers me, like, okay, even your parents, like if you're 10 years old and your parents like tell you to do something, don't you think you should still like use your reasoning so like observance this is kind of where we're this, getting to following your what your boss tells you to do this is where the the virtue of observance comes in and so i just wanted like what do you think about this i don't it kind of bugs me or bothers me to just have that kind of obedience where i'm going to do it without without reasoning you know mm-hmm. Well, I think there's distinctions to be made, right? So there's there's times in which Christ specifically says that there are people who are in persona Christi for him, right? In the person sure. of Christ. When that happens, then you really have the freedom to obe- obey and know that it is, it is his will. Right. Like when the Pope speaks ex cathedra. Right. Or, yeah, things like that. Uh, but... There are other times that there are distinctions to be made in which you would have to use prudence, which is the governing of, which is the mothership of, of, of the virtues, and governs reason to make All right, well, let's talk a little bit more about this on the other side of the break. This is the end of the, end of the show. End of the show. I mean, on the podcast. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And happy 11th anniversary to my wife, Haley. All right, happy anniversary. Cheers to Jesus. Is it today? Not today, is it? No, but it's this week. Sweet. It's on Friday. Nice. You going to Ireland again? No, we're going. We're going to the conference. Yes. She's not even going to be so there. much better than Ireland. <laughs> By the way, Jim, we're uh, recording with Pat Flynn on Thursday. So this week. So this week. So I do want to keep talking about this just for okay. a second, and yeah. I think maybe even a better example would be not your boss. But let's say you're in the military, 
Okay. And you've been given orders. You've been you've been given command like you've been given an order to do something. And the thing about being in the military is when you're given orders, you don't you don't know the context. You don't know like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're told told to take out a target, you don't know who that target is. You don't know right. w- and, and it's not the commanding officer's duty to tell you all that stuff. Right. Um it's this your, is this y- is the difference between obedience and observance. Yeah, so because you're being obedient to yes, you're right. This is more of an obedience. That is more of an obedience thing. Actually, you're right because the observance would just be the honor right. that you give to them. Right. All right. I do still think it's a good question, maybe for another time. But we should have observance. We should observe observance. And I'm the president of the radio station, and you're only the CEO. Okay. That's correct. So I feel like you should like honor me or something because I'm in a position of dignity. Is there a relationship between wonder and observance? Hmm. I don't know. I I am not I I like that question. Nothing is coming to mind where I'm not actually seeing a connection. A, a connection. All of the virtues are connected in in small ways, right? Sure. Yeah. And I mean, wonder in and of itself. I mean, wonder is like the beginning of f- philosophizing in and of itself, right? Uh-huh. So, like us sitting here talking about this uh, would be like kind of the beginning of wonder. I mean, the reason why I think, like, the reason why I asked the question, right, is because mm-hmm. uh, wonder allows you to ask the question, like, well, why? Like, why is it this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so uh, observance, like you have to know that in which you have, you, that you can honor. Right. So you have to yeah. think about it. You have to wonder, you have to ponder, you have to sit there and think like, okay, well, like, well, why is it that I owe this person honor other than this, uh, another person? Like, why is it that I owe honor to uh, Father Brooks rather than just, uh, you know, my, my, my neighbor, Bob? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, I like that thought. Yeah. And I, I do see where you're going with that. Yeah. So if you, if you haven't pondered the dignity, like, okay, something, some, you have a person of dignity. If you haven't pondered, like, why is it they have dignity? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's different about this person versus another person, mm-hmm. you know, and really drawn out those distinctions, then really your observance is going to be really nothing more than obedience. I've been told to honor this person. And thus I do it. And so I'm doing it, I, you know, and why is it? I don't know, but I just do it because I was told to. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that really observance? Uh, technically, you know, that might be meeting like the bare minimum mm-hmm. because you are in fact honoring the person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you don't know why, if like you don't have a, a full understanding of the reason for it, it's yeah, you're gonna something of the virtue will be lacking, and it'll be you know just something in you mm-hmm. will be lacking. I mean, this goes back in in my mind. I mean, that's I, a I, I really I, I like that. Uh, yeah, and I'm thinking on the fly here, right? So look, this isn't something like I'm not, I wasn't setting you up with that question, right? I'm, I'm just sure riffing off. You know, we're riffing right now, but like so, like it goes back to in my mind. Uh, you know, the Baltimore Catechism, why are we made? But to know Him, to love Him, and serve Him in this life, so that we may have eternal life with Him forever in heaven, right? Uh-huh. Uh, well, there's a reason why the Baltimore Catechism puts it knowing, loving, serving. In that order. In that order. Yeah. 
right? Because you cannot love that which you do not know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I cannot give honor to that which with who I do not know. Mm-hmm. Right? It seems like that honor is something that you, uh, you know, last week we talked about, and this may be to- this may be wrong. I like th- I'm just we're having a conversation right now, right? So th- this isn't like don't take this to to heart or don't put this on my gravestone. <laughs> um, but it seems like you know we talked about last you week. Know, if you don't want put someone to put something on your gravestone, you the last it. thing you'd say, <laughs> the last thing you want to say is don't, don't put, put that on my gravestone, gravestone. right? Because uh, everyone's gonna be like, you know, it'd be hilarious if we did that. I told there's this one time he said I told not you to put I was this sick. on his gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. But last week we talked about honoring our wives, right? And, yeah. And you asked the question about honor, like uh, you honoring know, what was not honorable, uh, right? And like, no, 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 you, 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 give this vow that you're going to honor her, mm-hmm. and thus you're going to honor her. Yeah. Uh, it seems like in ob- in observance, it's the same. It's the same thing. And it's no, no, no. It's not about whether or not they're actually uh, a, a higher authority that's worthy of being ob- observant to. Uh huh. But that in the Christian life, this is just what we're called to do. Yeah. So it could be. There's two two ways. One, like two reasons. One of that is like based on their office. You mm-hmm. would you would use have the virtue of observance, and the other is simply because of their dignity. Like maybe they're an old person. Like maybe they're um, mm-hmm. like just a respected man in the community, or you know something like that. So you would you would show observance to them as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe your boss is not a nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still your boss, and so you you show you give him observance, right? Um, which would be different from the man who's kind of earned it, right? And obviously the because, man, obviously it, the man who earned it, um, you feel better about observing him, um, right? Because you well, you at least feel better about respecting him because respect is earned, right? Respect right. is not well, is not just you given. feel better about honoring him because you respect him, right? Right, but. Um, the, yeah, that's the point. Is that there's a difference between mm-hmm. the respect and the honor, and it's so easy to get them confused, and because we we wrap them up together, right? Because we have a, oh, if we respect somebody, we honor them, mm-hmm. you know, because they have done something in our eyes, in our mind that's worthy of honor. That's why we respect them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I like I think a counter. You think of it the other way? A counterpoint, right, is that I honor, uh, like if I was in England, I would honor the king of England because of his office. Right, but not because he's done anything. Yeah, but I would not... I mean, maybe he has, maybe he he hasn't. He has to earn my respect. Right, but I'm saying is if you respect somebody, you're going to honor them because... Well, you you respect them. Why? Well, because they you in your eyes, they've done something worthy of honor. He's fulfilling that which is... Right, is he's supposed to do, which is why you respect him. Right. So you're obviously going to honor him too. But once again, we just can't. You can't let that be the reason why we honor mm-hmm. people. We honor them because it's 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 due them. It's owed them. So be a be the best man you can be. Be observant. Hey guys, come observe me over here. <laughs>